Hey guys, Willie Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. I want to welcome you to The Confident Improviser. This is podcast episode number 30. So today we're going to kind of uh, uh, start over a little bit for TCI. I want to just kind of bring in anyone who's new to The Confident Improviser or new to improvisation. And what I'm going to be doing is for the next four episodes, I'm going to be doing my Confident Improviser in four steps. So we're going to be breaking down uh, the Confident Improviser into its main parts of accompaniment, uh, scales, ingredients, rhythm, and then creating lines. So if you are new to the Confident Improviser or new to improvisation, or you just want some, some other ideas to try, these next four videos and next four uh, episodes are going to be great for you. Uh, as a reminder, if you want to check out the video of this uh, uh, podcast episode, you could just simply go back to jazzedge.com. As a member of the site, you can check out all of the video. This particular uh, four-step series, I'm also going to have on my YouTube channel as well. Just do a search for Jazz Edge, and the Jazz Edge YouTube channel will have the confident improviser in four steps. All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. The confident improviser in four steps. All right, so in this series, I'm gonna give you real actionable material that you can practice at your instrument so that you can get better at improvisation. Now, the Confident Improviser, or TCI for short, shows all levels how to become more confident improvising at their, at their instrument, regardless of past experience, okay? So the emphasis is on piano. I'm a piano player, so I'm gonna show you at the piano, but all instruments can utilize this material. It's also great for beginners. Now, before I go on, let me just let you know, I know sometimes I talk a little bit fast uh, uh, because what I'm trying to do is I try to uh, gauge and uh, balance out between those students that don't want to hear me talk a bunch and then those students that want all of the material. So if you find that I'm going too fast for you, you could slow down the video. If you find that I'm going too slow for you, you could speed up the video. It's your choice. All right, so before we get started, let's bust a couple of myths. Number one, improvisation can't be taught. Complete BS. Of course it could be taught. I've been teaching improvisation for years. I see my students learning improvisation, uh, going from not knowing how to improvise at all to really being a, uh, very good at improvisation. So I know that it can be taught. Uh, I'm too old to start improvising. Eh, complete BS as well. You could start improvising at any age. Now, obviously, if you're 95 and you decide, hey, I'm going to start to learn how to improvise now, well, you know, <laughs> we all have limited time here, so I don't know how much time you're going to have have, but it does not mean that you cannot start at 95 or 100 or 120 if you want, all right? You could start at any age. Uh, the last one is improvisation is too difficult. Again, complete BS. Now, historically, uh, the way a lot of teachers have taught improvisation in the past is they start with some very complicated um, uh, methods and concepts right away. And what I've learned teaching over the years, and especially teaching a lot of young kids through my Jazz Kids program, is I've figured out a way of breaking down improvisation to its most basic, easy to digest uh, parts. So what I'm going to show you in The Confident Improviser is I'm going to show you how to improvise from the most basic, bare-bones, simple way, and then we're going to 
move up uh, uh, through complexity and difficulty, but it's going to be in a gradual fashion, so it's not going to seem like too much to you. All right, so here are the four steps that we're going to be covering in this series. Number one is accompaniment. Accompaniment, super important. You've got to be able to play something in the left hand while you're improvising. Do you always have to play in the left hand? No, we can get into that at another time. But at a basic level, when we're first learning how to improvise, we're probably going to want to start improvising at home by ourselves before we just go out and jump into a band setting. So that's why we start with our basic accompaniment. Even when playing with a band, we're going to want to probably play chords in that left hand. Number two, the ingredients. This is your scales, chord tones. This is all the raw material that you need for improvisation. I'm going to show you that as well in this series. Number three, rhythm. Rhythm, super important, okay? That is the engine of music. Without good rhythm, then you might as well forget about having improvisation that sounds good. And finally, how do you take all this stuff? put it together to create lines. So we're going to cover all four of these things in this series. Today's focus, though, however, is going to be on our accompaniment. Now, I want to remind you, if you uh, happen to be watching this uh, uh, video someplace, uh, make sure that you're uh, you know, subscribed to the channel and you like the video so that you can get back to this series. Also, check out the description where you can go ahead and get the uh, link to the sheet music and be able to download all of the sheet music that I'm talking about in today's lesson. If you're a member of Jazz Edge, you can just go ahead and log in and you can get the sheet music right in the members area. All right, so we're going to start with this very simple accompaniment pattern first. Let me play it for you. So pretty simple, right? Not, not too difficult. And what I'm going to do is I'm also going to utilize the iReal Pro software, okay? Uh, and I have backing tracks all through iReal Pro that members can go ahead and download, right? So here we go. So try playing it along with me, all right? So pinky on C. Middle finger on E flat, second finger on F, thumb on G. All right, I'm gonna move the tempo, I'm gonna bring the tempo down to 80. All right, and let's just try playing it together. One, two, ready, go. E flat, F, G. Pretty simple. Great job. Okay, so that's your very basic, simple accompaniment. Now, don't worry, I'm going to show you some stuff that you could play in the right hand, so just hang with me. We're going to do an easy, an intermediate, and an advanced accompaniment pattern. All right, so now, let's move on to the next one. This one is pretty easy, so let's focus some time here on this. This is directly pulled from TCI exercise number eight, and by the way, this is pulled right from TCI exercise number one. So here, the intermediate, now we're getting into utilizing chord shells. Right, so in TCI, we do bass lines, we do shells, we do rootless chords. You're going to get a little uh, smattering of all of that right here in this little series. So now, shells. So the shells are the root and the third of the chord, or the root and the seventh of the chord. Sometimes you add the fifth. I explain shells in detail in the TCI program. For right now, you just need to know I'm playing the root third for the C major, which is C and E. 
root seven for A minor, which is A and G, root three for D minor, which is the D and F, and then the root seven for G seven, which is G and F, okay? Now, fingering-wise, I'm doing one and three on the C, one and five, one and two, one and five, okay? So now, let's go ahead and play this along with the backing track. Okay, so all we want to do is just play this nice and easy. You don't have to change the rhythm. You can just play it as half notes, perfectly fine. Okay, so let's go ahead and do that. And since this one is intermediate, we'll put this on 100 beats per minute. Here we go. C, A, D, G. C, A. If it's moving too fast, don't worry. We're gonna go slower in just a second. All right, now let me bring it down to 80 beats a minute. Okay, let's do it again. Go through it two times, here we go. C, A, D, G, C, A, D, G. All right, so now if you need to go through it some more, you can go ahead and rewind the video and practice that some more. Okay, so that is the intermediate. This is where we're utilizing shells in our improvisation. Shells are great because they literally give you the shell of the chord. They give you the basic chord sound without adding in too many notes that might conflict with your improvisation. They're also quick to get to. They're very, very useful uh, in jazz piano, so I definitely suggest that you take a look at shells and learning your shells. All right, now we're going to move into our rootless chords. Again, all of this is explained in TCI. Let's just play it. Here's E minor seven. I have the third, the seventh, and the ninth of E minor. Then I go to my A7 chord. This is my seventh, my third, and 13th of A7. And then D minor, three, seven, nine. G7, 7, 3, 13, to C major, 3, 7, 9. Also notice on the C major, it is a new chord symbol. See the triangle there? Before, for the major seventh, it was MAJ, and now you get the triangle. Hey, Willie, why are you using two different symbols? Because guess what? That's what you'll see on lead sheets, right? Some players will write it as MAJ, some will write it as capital M, some will write it with the triangle. So I want to make sure that you see these different symbols and you know what it is that they mean. All right, so E minor 7, G, D, and F sharp, A7, G, C sharp, and F sharp, D minor 7, F, C, and E, G7, F, B, and E, and then C major 7th, E, B, and D. Right? Now, a lot of learning improvisation as well is just kind of getting into it and doing it. So if you don't fully understand what are these chords and how are they being formed, you could take a look at the Confident Improviser lesson back at Jazz Edge. But for right now, all I want you to do is just practice these chords along with me. Now, you're going to see that this really starts to sound like jazz piano now. All right, so let's play this 80 beats a minute. Here we go. Now, when you start to feel more comfortable, you could add some comping rhythms to this.
You want to make sure that you're grabbing at those chords, right? Take a look at the grab technique in my Piano Essentials lesson. That's part of Jazz Edge Core. Alright, so now you'll also notice that this is a 2-5 progression. We get into it a little bit more in TCI, right? But you can see like this is a 2-5 progression and that's a 2-5 progression. Sometimes a 2-5 progression will occur in one or two measure configurations, all right? So you see that this is a two measure configuration, that is a one measure configuration. All right, so now we have our three accompaniments, all right? Let's just review them just real quick. We have our bass line, right? Our simple bass line. Then we have our chord shells. And finally, we have our rootless voicings. These are three note rootless voicings. We can also do four note rootless voicings, which we get into in the full TCI program. Okay, so now let's talk practice routines. So, the first practice routine is over this easy bass line. And all I want you to do is just practice this five finger minor scale. Now you might say, hey, wait a second, Willie, I could do more than this. This is too easy for me. It's too hard for me. Okay, don't worry. We're going to remember, this is only one video in a series. So we have more videos that are going to come. So that's why I want you to practice just focusing on this five finger minor scale for right now, just to build up that fluency in your fingers, okay? Because as we go on and add on, I'm gonna be pulling off of this scale and off of this material, okay? So think of this as preparing you for the next video. Very simple, all you're gonna do is just go right on up and down the scale. So it's, this is a C, D, E flat, F, G. And we come right on back down. This is our, what we call our five finger minor scale, okay? And then we're just gonna play that along with the left hand. Now, if you're not good with rhythm, try vocalizing the rhythm. D ba di ba di ba di ba da. Okay? D ba di ba di ba di ba great big whole note or one, two, three, four. This is really a whole note, that last um, uh, that last note there. You don't have to hold it out for four beats if you don't want to. This is the key though. See where they start and where they line up. So when I start that C down here, I'm gonna start with my C in the right hand. And then when I get to the G, I'm gonna play the E flat in the left hand, and I'm gonna come back down, and when I hit the C again, I'm gonna be playing the F in the left hand, and then the G is by itself. And make sure you don't rush that, rush back into the C, like I said before, right? So, one, two, one, two. I rushed right back into that and I did not hold that G out for two beats. Make sure that you're holding it out for two beats, all right? So. Now, what we could do is we could put our drum track on here as well and practice along with that. And let's do that again at 80 beats per minute. Here we go. One, two, 
great job. All right, now, if you don't have the backing tracks, don't worry, I'm also gonna give you a link to where you can grab those backing tracks as well. So be sure to check out the links for those uh, descriptions. All right, so let's move on now to the intermediate. This again, the accompaniment is the root three, the root seven, the root three, the root seven, right? The one, six, two, five progression. In the right hand, we're just gonna be playing our major scale up and down. This is our C major scale. The fingering is one, two, three, cross underneath, one, two, three, four, five. So it's C, D, E, cross underneath with the thumb, F, G, A, B, C, and then come on down. Cross over, middle finger on the E. So we have. So now let's try playing that together, okay? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the uh, bass and the band on again, and we'll do it nice and slow at 80 beats per minute. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention, if you have difficulty playing it hands together, try just doing the right hand while I'm playing it hands together, or try doing just the left hand, then bring it in hands together. Here we go. Okay, so now let me pause for a second and talk to those of you who have already done some of this stuff in the past. Maybe you've gone through some of the TCI, maybe you've taken a listen to my podcast, seen my other lessons, or worked with other teachers and done some improvisation. You might be wondering, why should I bother to do an exercise like this? Well, the first reason you want to do this exercise is just to see if you could do it, right? So if you start playing and you're like... Right, and you're making mistakes all over the place, well then that tells you that, okay, well you gotta get this together, right? Because if you can't do this exercise, then you're certainly not gonna be able to improvise, right? Uh, uh, you know, freely in the right hand. The other reason that you wanna do this exercise is that it just is a great way of making sure that you really have down that major scale, okay? So here, this is a C major scale. Let me pause for a second and let's talk to my more advanced students, right? You might look at this and be like, ah, yeah, Willie, I got this. This is totally easy. All right, well then move it into another key. Maybe the key of F, you right? So. G. Can you move it into all 12 keys without making a mistake at all, right? And you don't have to go that fast, you can go slower, but can you move it into all 12 keys or maybe six other keys? So if you're finding that any of this stuff is too easy for you, then just know that you could just move it into other keys. You got 12 keys of music, and then you can do lots of other stuff, which we're gonna talk about you know, in some of these subsequent videos. But if you're finding it too easy for you, 
Don't just, you know, poo-poo it and say, ah, forget it. This is too easy for me. Find a way musically to make it a little bit more challenging for you. Maybe you speed up the tempo. Maybe you slow down the tempo. Sometimes going slower is harder. You move it into other keys. Change around the rhythm. Change your articulation. Play around with dynamics. Try the first time. See how I started soft, then I went loud, then I changed the articulation to more staccato. You know, so you can play around with these different ideas. Never just look at that exercise just right there and be like, oh, that's all I can do with it. Because if, you, if that's what you see, then you are truly not an intermediate or advanced level player. Intermediate and advanced level students are students that are always looking at this stuff and saying, hey, look, let me get this down as it is, but I know that I could change this stuff around, right? I know I could play around with this, right? That is the heart of improvisation, is that idea that you could play around with stuff, make it your own, change it, and then being brave enough and confident enough to do that, all right? So super important, advanced stuff now. All right, so now on this one, what we're doing here so now one of the things that we talk about in TCI is we talk about approaches target notes we go through a bunch of different scales ultra scales half old diminished whole tone you know all of these different scales we're going to cover, bebop scales, major scales, minor scales, pentatonic scales. So you're going to learn about all of these different ingredients. But one of the things that's important is that you need to learn, well, how do you put these together? And the secret sauce of that is your target notes and your approaches, right, or enclosures. And we talk about that. Just real briefly, let me explain to you where we're, like what we're doing here. So you see like we are starting on target note of our root coming down chord tones. And then this is, a, I'm trying to get to the A. So I'm a half step below, double chromatic from above, then resolving to the A. And you hear this chromaticism right in here is what really is the secret sauce of jazz improvisation. Right, so you hear that nice chromaticism going on. And then on the D, starting on the root, to the root of G, and then going double chromatic down to the C. Okay, so it's D, the C sharp, then resolving down to C. I could have also written that as D flat, right? So that, that nice resolution, uh, double chromatic down to the C. Those target notes, that's the secret, right? That's the stuff that makes your improvisation sound much more structured. We, we get into that in uh, a lot of detail in TCI. We talk about that a lot, those target notes, the enclosures. Anyway, let's practice this um, progression and exercise right here. All right, so let me just do it slow. It starts on the upbeat, so it's mm, ba di ba di ba di ba one, two, three, four, di ba di. Two, three, four. So E, D, B, G, G sharp, B, B flat, A, and then D, C, A, F, G, B, D, D flat, C. 
Add some comping in the left hand. Really starts to sound pretty slick. All right, so now let's play this. We'll again do it at 80 beats per minute. Here we go. Alright, so then like I said, there will be backing tracks where you can just go ahead and play along with those, uh, with those backing tracks. So be sure to take a look at those backing tracks. Alright, so now let's talk about what it is that we have done up until this point and what is going to be coming up. Alright, so today we were focusing on accompaniment. Like I said, uh, if you want to make sure that you get all of the other videos in this series, uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe to the Jazz Edge channel, make sure you like the video, that way you'll be able to uh, get these other videos, and be sure to turn on notifications so you know when I come out with, an, uh, with a new video. All right. Uh, if you're already a member of Jazz Edge, you can just go to where the podcast is and you can see all of the sheet music and the video for this lesson. All right, so coming up, we're going to be talking about, so today we did accompaniment. The next video in the series, we're going to be talking about those scales and the ingredients. What do we use? What's the raw material that we use for our improvisation? Okay? And that is always the big question, and we're going to be answering that in that next video, which will come out in about a week's time. Okay? Um, uh, after that, we're going to talk about rhythm. All right, and rhythm, like I said, is really the secret sauce. If, you know, if your rhythm is flat, well, then your improvisation is going to sound flat. And then finally, we're going to tie it all together in the last video so you get to see how does this all work together. Now, what I want you to do for right now while you're waiting for the next video to come out is really go through these accompaniments and practice these accompaniments. All of these subsequent videos are all going to build upon what it is that we did here today. And it's really important that you understand that's the way the Confident Improviser program works. It builds upon the information that you just learned in the previous exercise. So if you skip and you don't do the previous exercise, you might find that you have some holes in your playing. So you want to make sure that you go in order and you practice each of the exercises. Now, one of the questions that I get asked a lot is, how do I know when it's time to move on? And what I typically say is, once you feel as though you're a, you've gotten it about 80% of the way, then it's okay. Then you can go ahead and move on. So if you could play that bass line, that simple bass line, right? And most of the time you get it, but every now and again you might, whoops, you know, you hit a wrong note or something, okay? But for the most part, you got it, then fine, all right? But now if you're playing it and you're like, uh, what note comes next? Uh, no, 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 no. Obviously, you don't have it, right? So once you can play it, and you can play it at a slow tempo, you know, like maybe about 80 beats per minute, then you've got it most of the time, then that means that you can go ahead and move on, okay? So you've got three different accompaniments in today's uh, video. You don't have to play all three if you want to just stick with the easy one or the easy and intermediate. Completely up to you. The more advanced one from exercise 21, obviously, if you're brand new to improvisation, you might find that that exercise is a little bit too challenging. If so, then just start with the easy and, and the intermediate. All right, so anyway, that's it for me. 
Thanks, guys, for joining me. I'm Willie Mayette from Jazz Edge, and uh, check out those next lessons in The Confident Improviser. I will see you soon.